0: Pour your spirit out, Lord. And of course, that's what Pentecost Sunday is all about. It's celebrating God pouring out his spirit. You know, we, we have so, so many wonderful foundations to our Christian faith. Of course, the cross and the crucifixion of Christ and the resurrection of Christ and the ascension of Christ into heaven and the coming down of the Holy Spirit, powerful things that mark our faith and, and what the scriptures teach, landmark uh, moments for each of us. And today is one of those celebration days of one of those amazing moments, and that is that Jesus went up and the Holy Spirit came down, and he is here with us now. And so this is Pentecost Sunday, and we have set this entire day aside to celebrate Pentecost and experience, Pentecost Sunday. And this evening, uh, as you've already heard, is going to be a very special evening. We've actually, we actually have Pastor Tom Messer sharing the word this evening. We uh, got him on Zoom and Mitch sat with him and had him talk to us about the Holy Spirit. And so normally uh, I would preach the same message tonight that I am preaching this morning, Pastor Messer is going to be preaching the message tonight on the screen, and it is powerful. I have already watched it, and uh, it's just going to be an amazing evening. So there at home, if you normally don't attend or come back Sunday night, tonight's going to be real special as Pastor Messer shares his revelation of the Holy Spirit. And those of you who know him know it's going to be very, very powerful. And then afterwards, we're going to pray. And then we are also going to have an anointing service where everyone in the building that wants to be anointed with oil we are going to anoint everyone tonight with oil yeah. and it's just going to be powerful so this morning we're going to focus in on Pentecost Sunday and tonight as well well thank you team choir wonderful and you can be seated and uh, yeah give the choir that's wonderful <laughs> and everyone watching at home today Like Sonia said earlier, we are still all here in one accord. One accord through the internet as well as one accord here in the building. And so, let's just talk about Pentecost Sunday. What we celebrate as Pentecost Sunday is known on the Jewish calendar as the Feast of Weeks. So that's what's being celebrated This weekend in Israel, or today in Israel, the Feast of Weeks, or the Feast of Harvest. And for us, it is Pentecost Sunday. It's always celebrated 50 days after the Passover. And so if we walk through those uh, seven weeks from the uh, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and we walk through those 50 days, then we come to Pentecost Sunday, Pentecost Sunday is celebrated seven Sundays after Easter, after the resurrection. Now, the Bible teaches us that Jesus had at least 10 amazing appearances over 40 days from the resurrection. That's what we have recorded. And, of course, there could have been many, many more. But we have at least 10 recorded appearances, amazing appearances of Jesus for 40 days after his resurrection. And of course, on that first day, as he appeared to the women and, and uh, told them uh, uh, to, to go speak to his disciples, we find in John chapter 20, on that first day, Jesus has an amazing appearance with the disciples. And here's what happens in this In this scene, it's in John chapter 20, and it's in verse 19 uh, through 22. So then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, being Sunday, that was Easter Sunday, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them And said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them and said, Receive. Everybody say receive. Receive. He said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, we go weeks later, like four weeks after that uh, at least, maybe maybe closer to six weeks uh, later, at his last appearance. So his last appearance. Just before the ascension into heaven. He's gathered there with his followers. And we read in Acts chapter 1. Verse 4. Verse 5. And then I'll shoot down to verse 8 in just a moment. So being assembled together with them. He commanded them. Now these are his, these are his last you know, words to them before He's ascending. This is like 40 days later. So, he, they're assembled together. He commands them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise, to wait, not to depart Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which He said, you have heard from Me. For John, truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then he was ascended up into heaven. So they received the Spirit in John 20. On the first day of resurrection, they received the Spirit. But Jesus told them to wait in Jerusalem until they were baptized with and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And then he says this in his in this in this conversation in verse 8. You, but you will receive power. This is the Greek word dunamas. Literally, the the word dynamite is comes from this word. You shall receive dunamas, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses, power, powerful, you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And now 10 days pass. Jesus is ascended. And we read, as Sonia read earlier, in Acts chapter 2, I'm going to read a few verses. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, 50 days after Passover, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, kind of doing what Jesus told them to do. They were waiting. And suddenly, that's a great word, and suddenly, there was some good prophecy coming out a few minutes ago about some and suddenly's happening in your life today. with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together. We're going to see here in a little while, that multitude was thousands of people. Yeah. And when this sound and, and when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. And then they were all amazed, and they marveled, saying to one another, look, are not all these that speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? And then, of course, whenever anything wonderful and amazing happens, the cancel culture shows up. And there was cancel culture right there on that day, yeah. because we read in verse 13, "The cancel culture spoke and said that they're just full of new wine. <laughs> just downplay the whole thing. Uh-huh. Others mocking, because that's what happens with the cancel culture, is they're just going to mock you, and they're just going to downplay and dismiss you. and they were trying to dismiss what was happening. Yeah. 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 They're just full of new wine. But Peter, in verse 14, standing up with the 11, raised his voice to them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour. It's 9 a.m. But this is is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. The King James Version says it this way. This is that that was spoken. This is that that was prophesied. This is that that was promised. This is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel, who said, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And then Peter goes on for several verses, preaching powerfully. He begins to preach the powerful gospel. He begins to preach the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Something amazing and powerful in this huge crowd as he preaches at the top of his lungs. And we move down to verse 37. And when they heard this, this crowd, they were cut to the heart and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift. Of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you, to your children, and to all who are afar off, and as many as the Lord our God shall call. And we read, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. The church of Jesus Christ was born that day in power and in fire and in signs and in wonders. And this is what Jesus wanted his disciples to wait for. This is what John the Baptist declared in the wilderness. In Matthew 3 and verse 11, John said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And this is what every Christian needs in his and her life. We need this power and this fire. We need to be empowered and emboldened by the Holy Spirit. Look at the amazing transformation that took place in Peter in his life seven weeks before this moment. Peter, do you remember you remember the story? Do you remember kind of where we last saw Peter? Seven weeks before this moment, Peter knew Jesus. Peter loved Jesus. He believed in Jesus. He followed Jesus and rejected him publicly three times. He knew him. He loved him. He believed him, and he followed him and rejected him three times. But now, baptized with the Holy Spirit, he preaches, and people accepted Jesus 3,000 times. Yeah. Yeah. We read in verse 40 and with many other words, he testified, this is Peter, and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. From three blasphemies to 3,000 born-again baptisms in seven weeks. What a transformation in this Christ-follower. What happened to him? He was so scared he couldn't speak in front of a little girl. What happened to him? He was baptized with the Holy Spirit. He was endued with power from on high. And we need the Holy Spirit today. We need his power. And his fire to be strong and bold followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. If the first church on the first day needed the power of the Holy Spirit, then the last church in the last days definitely needs the power of the Holy Spirit. And so now 10 years pass. And Peter finds himself in in an unbelievable situation. He's in Caesarea and he's at the home of a Roman centurion named Cornelius. He's actually entered the house of a Gentile that is packed with people hungry for God. And while Peter is preaching, Peter, baptized in the Holy Ghost, bold, fire Peter. While Peter is preaching, here's what happens in Acts chapter 10 and verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, resurrection, Christ, Savior, Son of God, whole world, for God so loved the world. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision, the Jews, who believed, who'd come with Peter, they were astonished, as many as came with Peter. Because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And then Peter said, what the? Well, what he said was, can anyone forbid water? that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit, just just as we'd have. Everybody say receive. receive. That's a powerful word. That's a New Testament word. That's a Holy Spirit word. Jesus wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. He wants you to know the power of a spirit-filled life. And in John chapter 7 and verse 38, Jesus said, whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers, Of living water. Now, this he said about the Spirit, whom those who had believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. But Jesus said, This is what's gonna happen the Holy Spirit is like a rushing river flowing out of your heart. You need that river and you need that river flowing out of your heart. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to live a glorious and a victorious life. The New Testament teaches us that we are to live in the Spirit, Galatians 5.25. Walk in the Spirit, Galatians 5.16. Pray in the Spirit, Ephesians 6.18. Worship in the Spirit, Philippians 3.3. Sing with the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 14.15. Love in the Spirit, Colossians 1.8. Bless with the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 14.16. Be filled with the Spirit, Ephesians 5.18. Oh, we need the Holy Spirit in our life. We need the Holy Spirit in our church. We need to be Spirit-led and Spirit-fed. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, Paul said, For as many as are led by The Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. We need the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is our helper. He's our helper. Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit. This is... Jesus says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Oh, isn't this a holy trinity happening here? But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He's the helper. He will teach you all things. He's going to help you learn. He's the helper. He will teach you all things, and he will bring to your remembrance All the things that I told you. Man, the older I get, the more I remind myself that the Holy Spirit helps me remember. And I'm needing his help more and more. He's the helper. He's the help. He's your helper. He helps us. He helps us. He helps us to pray. Can anybody use some help? He's our help. He's our helper. In Romans eight twenty six. the Spirit helps us. Excuse me, why? Well, just worship Him for a minute, okay? Just gonna take a little preaching break and a little worship. God, thank you for the Holy Spirit break. Okay, back to preaching. Man, he's our helper. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. Who needs some help? The Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. He's our helper. He helps our weakness. He helps us. He helps us. He helps us get up. If you're down, if you're low, if you're out, the Holy Spirit helps us up. We read in Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. For if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised... The Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead, somebody. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. He helps us. He helps us up. He can get you out of bed and he can raise you from the dead and do everything in between. He's our helper. He helps us up who needs some help. He's our helper. He helps us not be afraid. He helps me. To just not be afraid yeah. fear creeps around this world right now passes our windows and knocks on our doors fear is everywhere men's heart fail them for fear but the holy spirit helps us to not be afraid because we read in second timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 for god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. The Holy Spirit is my helper. He helps me to not be afraid. He helps me to not be intimidated. He helps me to not be afraid of, of enemies or foes. He helps me to not be intimidated by what's going on in the world around me, no matter who's leading it. He helps me to not be intimidated at all. Romans eight fifteen. for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back to fear. no. No, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry not, I'm afraid. No, we cry, Abba, Father. We don't cry, we're afraid, we're intimidated. No, the Holy Spirit is my helper, and he helps me to cry, Abba, Father. Man, no wonder when Paul first made his way to Ephesus, And he walks into that town, and he finds a dozen, a little handful of believers. And he he gets them all together. No wonder the very first thing Paul asks them is this. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Imagine that. Imagine that. First thing he says. We read it in Acts chapter 19, in verse 1 through 6. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he says to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Something's about to happen now in Ephesus, I can tell you that. We need the Holy Spirit and we need him more than ever. And I believe today, Jesus wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And I believe he wants to do it right now. You know, it's it's amazing. I was thinking this week of how Philip was there in Samaria preaching away and revival. And, and the Lord tells him to go down to this road by Gaza. And so Philip goes to this road down on Gaza and there's this amazing, regal Ethiopian man who's in the high office of, of service as a politician. And he'd come to Jerusalem to worship. And now he's on his way back and evidently he's got this really big chariot because he's got the scroll. How many know he wasn't just reading from Isaiah, you know, from a book? It was a scroll. Yeah. So he's, he's got this scroll on his chariot and he's reading Isaiah and he must be reading out loud because you can hear him start... You know, so he's reading and Philip and the Holy Spirit said, join yourself to this chariot. And so Philip goes up to the chariot and looks up at this man and he says, do you understand what you're reading? And the man says, how can I unless somebody tells me, somebody explains. And so Philip joins the chariot and he begins to speak to him and he begins to interpret the scriptures to him. And he begins to teach Jesus to him and he begins to tell him all that's happened and as they're talking, I don't know how long they rode together. I would guess for hours. <clears throat> but at one point, the Ethiopian says to Philip, here's water. Look, we're, we're, we're passing by water. Well, why can't I be baptized? Yeah. Let, let me just read this thought to you, and then we're going to pray. In Acts 8:36. Now, as they went down the road they came to some water and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all of your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe. And so... Here we are. A little bit like the chariot. See? Here is the Holy Spirit. This is Pentecost Sunday. What does keep me what would keep me from being baptized right now? The word has been preached, it's clear I see the scriptures. What would keep me right now in my living room, right here sitting in this house? What would keep me right now from being baptized in the Holy Spirit? Why couldn't I be baptized in the Holy Spirit? What would stop that? You've preached the word. You've, you've spoken to us this morning. I can see it in the scriptures. I can see the promise of the Father. I can see the promise of the Spirit. It's to me. It's to my children. It's to those that are far off. What would keep me right now from where I am in this moment from being baptized in the Holy Spirit? And the answer is this, if you believe, you may. So I'm going to ask you to stand. And I'm going to ask you to lay hold of this word that we've repeated out loud two or three times this morning already. And that is the word receive. That's what you did when you came to Jesus. You received him. You received him. You received him. And you were saved. You believed and you received. And you were saved. And this morning, Jesus wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, then what does keep you from being baptized in the Spirit? If you believe and if you receive, you may. And so if I'm going to ask at home, here in the building, and even tonight, we're going to be doing this again. I have already asked God today to baptize 100 people today in the Holy Spirit. This service at home, online, on a podcast, somebody listening right now in the car, somebody, so, wherever you are, wherever this voice right now is being spoken and is being heard. Today, tonight, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, why wouldn't you receive this wonderful baptism of the Holy Spirit? We need His help. We need his power. We need his fire, and he is here, and he is available, and we are Pentecostals, and this is Pentecostal Sunday. And so I'm going to ask you to receive, and maybe you've already been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but Ephesians teaches us that we should be being filled. Maybe we need a fresh filling, that we need a continuous filling of the Holy Spirit. And so everyone today within the sound of my voice that wants to receive, that wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, here's what I want you to do. I want you to raise your hands to the Lord just like an open, like, like, a, like a boss or a vase that's open. And you're just open. And this isn't about a bunch of emotionalism. This is about the truth. This is about the truth and how it affects you. This is about you by faith receiving, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit because Jesus wants to baptize you with the Holy Spirit right here in your living room, right here in this living room. And so close your eyes. Now, I want you, I'm going to pray and we're going to pray. And many of you are going to receive right where you stand the Holy Spirit baptism, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So, I want you right now, with your hands raised, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to begin to see in the the mind, in the eye of your mind, a dove. I want you to see him. He's above you, He's, he's over you. And now he's coming and he's descending upon you. Receive the Holy Spirit. He's descending upon you. This beautiful dove. This is what happened to Jesus. This dove is just descending upon you right now. And you're receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to envision a waterfall big one. It's one meter in front of you. It's coming from way up high. It's coming down. It's so noisy. It's so violent, as it were. It's so rushing. It's so powerful. It's so mighty. It's this waterfall. It's this waterfall because out of your innermost being is about to flow some rivers of living water. And now, by faith, I want you to take a step in front, and I want you to get set, step yourself right into that waterfall right now and receive the Holy Spirit receive the Holy Spirit at home receive the Holy Spirit right here where you stand receive the Holy Spirit receive him like you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior you received him because you wanted him because you believed because you heard the word and by faith you were saved and now by faith you are baptized with the Holy Spirit by faith you receive you receive this empowering of the Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, like a dove and like a waterfall, like a waterfall right now at home. And if you have languages in your mouth that sound like gibberish to you, don't be afraid of that, don't be afraid of that, that's 2,000 years old. Don't be afraid of that. That's not that strange. That's not that weird. That's happened all the time. That's happened. That's happened since the day of Pentecost till this day. And if in your mind right now you feel like there's gibberish, or you feel like there's words, or you feel like there's language, don't dismiss it. Don't dismiss it. Go ahead and pray and praise and express it. But be filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. All across this room. Be filled online. Be filled in your home. Be filled. Right now on the podcast, be filled, be saved, and be baptized in the mighty Holy Spirit. We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven.